At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Veil of Shadows is a dimension that is a dark reflection or echo of our world. It is a place of decay and death. Well. A plane out of face, a place of monsters. It is right next to you and you don't even see it. Well. <laughs> well. Alternate dimension. But how do we get there? We cast Shadow Walk. In real life, dummy. We can't Shadow Walk, but maybe she can. Do you know how we get there? To the Upside Down? Everybody and welcome back to episode five of Stranger Danger, where today we will cover episode five of Stranger Things, the flea and the acrobat. What does that mean? Oh, we'll get to that soon. Uh, but first, I just want to thank everybody for listening and everybody for subscribing. Uh, it has been fun doing this, and I, I promise everyone I will get these up every Friday up until Stranger Things 2 starts. And of course, it's 9.45 on Friday night right now, and I'm finally getting this episode up. You're going to notice things in this episode you've never seen before. You're going to notice more ums. You're going to notice less editing. You're going to notice uh, more of me heavy breathing. You know, you're going to notice little hiccups that you might not have noticed in other episodes because it's 9.45 on, on Friday night, and I've had... Um, Appointments I've had to deal with. I've had a sick dog this week. He's doing fine. I've had a sick wife this week. She's doing fine. But all that adds up to me finally sitting down and doing this episode. So let's waste no more time. We open back up at the Hawkins Laboratory. Uh, where we last left, uh, Hopper was snapping a fence to break in. He has broken in. 
uh, and he goes right through this contained area that was marked with a biohazard. Went right in there. No, no concern. He wants to know what's going on. Some security found him. It's the same guys that uh, were guiding him originally through um, showing him the videotapes with the other cops that time. But he gets the jump on him, takes him out. It's pretty nice. We jump over to the buyer's house, and uh, Lonnie's there pouring drinks. You know, he's talking to Joyce, saying how crazy she sounds. You know, maybe you need to go talk to a shrink or a pastor. Um, and at this point, she finally decides to join him for a drink. Um, yeah, Lonnie doesn't seem like a guy that you want to trust. And um, there's a reason for that in a little while. So Hopper's, you know, looking for, um, he's walking around, calling out Will's name. At this point, he's just running around, Will, Will, Will. He finds this room, this little kid's room. And his first thought is probably, oh, my God, I found where they've hidden um, Will. But you see this little drawing on the wall. You see this little teddy bear. It's really sad. You see this drawing with a little person little kid it says 11 and this big guy says papa and you realize that's 11's room that's where they kept her jerks so the opening of this uh episode um talks about uh shows audio from the veil of shadows so the boys in 11 are trying to figure out what will was saying um you know where is he i'm right here and 11 finally utters the term upside down she finally says it and um Mike remembers what she showed them with the Dungeons and Dragons board, flips it over and says, we're here. Boom, Will's over here. This must be what the Upside Down is. Uh, they intercut this with Hunt, with Hopper searching around. And um, finally, Dustin remarks on the book of the, the Book of Shadows, Iron Maiden, the Veil of Shadows uh, from Dungeons and Dragons. He reads a little excerpt about how the book of the Veil of Shadows is a dark dimension, it's right next to you and you don't even notice it. I mean, it's really spot on in what the Upside Down is. Cutting back over to Hopper and he finds the room with the gate and he actually, uh, you know, kind of walks up to it, puts his hands into it, touches it and there's something going behind him and boom, that's when the guards find him. He's knocked out and boom, opening credits. Cutting back over to the buyer's house, Jonathan comes home and he's not happy to see his dad there. He doesn't like that he's there. Um, and he kind of talks to his dad, says, you don't need to be here. You don't need to, you know, I, we can handle this on our own. And he's like, clearly, you know, Lonnie's pissed at Jonathan because he thinks that he might be buying into Joyce's ideas. So the next group of scenes are just kind of all dealing with the uh, funeral. Mike's family's getting ready for the funeral. The buyers are leaving for the funeral. Will's dog actually goes over to his fort. And um, hides in it. You know, he probably can sense Will. Uh, the funny funny thing is Dustin says, you know, I can't wait to tell Will uh, that a certain girl was crying at his funeral. And, uh, you know, there's a cute little flashback of Joyce with Will. And you see Will showing his drawing skill. Uh, but, you know, you'd think it would be sad. And you actually see Dustin and Lucas's family, I think, for the first time or maybe the only time. Um, and for us, the audience, it's really not sad because we already know that Will's alive and we know that the body was fake. Uh, we're not sad for Joyce because she knows that the body, actually, she doesn't know yet, but she knows that Will's alive. We cut over to Hopper and he wakes up back in his trailer. He remembered being in the lab. Next thing you know, he's back in the trailer and um, totally freaked out. 
sees all these, these bottles and pills, and, you know, he knows he didn't do anything. He knows that the last place he was was in that lab where he wasn't supposed to be. So he just starts ripping his whole place apart, looking for something, looking for a bug, and he ends up finding one. He finds a bug. He knows that they're they're listening for him. And they're obviously always listening because we cut over to Brenner listening to a recording of the transmission of Eleven and the Boys and Will during that whole kind of ham radio fiasco. Um, and he can tell that she was there. So after the funeral, uh, Jonathan Nance and Nancy get together and um, they realize they want to go searching for that monster in the woods. They want to know what the hell is out there. So Jonathan, I think he breaks into his dad's car, or it was his car, I don't know, and he um, takes out a gun. Cutting back over to the school, we see the principal, I'm guessing, and he bringing in a, a quote-unquote repairman to look at the uh, ham radio to see how burnt it got. Um, but the one thing um, is uh, the principal said, you know, Mr. Clark worked with them. So I'm wondering, do they are they going to go over and visit Mr. Clark? Might he get a visit from the quote-unquote repairman? Um, Mr. Clark, at the, at the moment, is at the funeral, and he sits down and explains to the boys uh, what the multi-universe is. Well, actually, they, they ask him. Um, he wouldn't just do that. They kind of ask him his theories about uh, other dimensions, and uh, it's a cool little conversation. Mr. Clark? Hey there. How you boys holding up? We're in mourning. Man, these aren't real Nilla wafers. We were wondering if you had time to talk. We have some questions. A lot of questions. So you know how in Cosmos, Carl Sagan talks about other dimensions, like beyond our world? Yeah, sure. Theoretically. Right, theoretically. So, theoretically, how do we travel there? You guys have been thinking about Hugh Everett's many worlds interpretation, haven't you? Well, basically, there are parallel universes, just like our world, but just infinite variations of it. Which means there's a world out there where none of this tragic stuff ever happened. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Oh. We were thinking of more of an evil dimension, like the Veil of Shadows. You know the Veil of Shadows? Echo of the material plane where necrotic and shadow magic... Yeah, exactly. If that did exist, a place like the Veil of Shadows, how would we travel there? Theoretically. Well... Picture an acrobat standing on a tightrope. Now, the tightrope is our dimension, and our dimension has rules. You can move forwards or backwards. But what if right next to our acrobat, there is a flea? Now, the flea can also travel back and forth, just like the acrobat, right? Right. Here's where things get really interesting. The flea can also travel this way along the side of the rope. He can even go underneath the rope. Upside down. Exactly. But we're not the flea, we're the acrobat. In this metaphor, yes, we're the acrobat. So we can't go upside down? No. Well, is there any way for the acrobat to get to the upside down? Well, you'd have to create a massive amount of energy, more than humans are currently capable of creating, mind you, to open up some kind of tear in time and space. And then... create a doorway like a gate sure like a gate but again this is all theoretical but but what if this gate already existed 
Well, if it did, I, I think we'd know. It would disrupt gravity, the magnetic field, our environment. Heck, it might even swallow us up whole. Science is neat, but I'm afraid it's not very forgiving. I love that whole conversation. I love the explanation of the flea and the acrobat, the show title. I love the talk of the gate and the uh, the, the dimensions. And I, I love, of course, the fact that Mr. Clark is a knows the Dungeons and Dragons reference. Meanwhile, back over at Hopper's place, um, he obviously hadn't come in to work for a couple of days. So his friends, his friends, the guys he worked for, his, his um, deputies come over and pay him a visit. And they see that he's a little paranoid. Um, and, you know, the cops come over and say, you know, two hunters have gone missing. Um, and he's like, really? You know, they mentioned that in passing. I probably, I think it probably has something to do with the monsters. And they also reference the fact that they found Barb's car. Oh, who found Barb's car? A couple of stadies. Interesting that those stadies keep beating them to the punch. Back over at the buyer's house, uh, Lonnie is, you know, trying to be, quote unquote, the good guy and responsible and boarding up the hole that Joyce uh, axed into the wall. And he starts just kind of saying, you know, those quarry company, I went over there and looked over that. There's no warning. There's no sign. You know, that kind of company really should be held responsible. It could be a throwaway line, you'd think, but um, if you really pay attention to it, he's starting to sow the seeds of something. um, And, you know, it's pretty obvious what it is. He's looking for that cha-ching, cha-ching. Back at the buyer's house, uh, the boys are hanging out with Eleven in the basement, asking her if she knows where the gate is. Uh, Of course, she says no. Um, Lucas is a little upset about that, but Dustin notices something interesting about his compass. It'll take a lot of energy to build a gate like this. But that's got to be what happened. Otherwise, how'd we get there, right? Right. What we want to know is, do you know where the gate is? Then how do you know about the upside down? Dustin, what are you doing? Dustin. Dustin! Dustin! I I need to see your compasses. What? Your compasses. All of your compasses right now. What's exciting about this? Well, they're all facing north, right? Yeah, so? Well, that's not true north. What do you mean? I mean exactly what I just said. That's not true north. Are you both seriously this dense? The sun rises in the east, and it sets in the west, right? Which means that's true north. So what you're saying is the compasses are broken. Do you even understand how a compass works? Do you see a battery pack on this? No. No, you don't, because it doesn't need one. The needle's naturally drawn to the Earth's magnetic north pole. So, what's wrong with him? Well, that's what I couldn't figure out, but then I remembered. You can change the direction of a compass with a magnet. If there's the presence of a more powerful magnetic field, the needle deflects to that power. And then I remembered what Mr. Clark said. The gate would have so much power. Disrupt the electromagnetic field. Exactly. Meaning, if we follow the compasses north, they should lead us to the gate. You could see the look on Eleven's face. She was not happy that they may have found a way to find the gate after all. Uh, Back over at the buyer's house, Joyce finds a flyer in Lonnie's pants, a number for a a lawyer. See, I told you that Lonnie is up to no good. Um, We cut over to the the Mike's house. I don't even know his last name. And uh, Nancy's fighting with a bat. She's practicing, kind of fighting with a bat. Steve comes over. He wants to apologize. 
Uh, you kind of see a little little sweeter side of Steve there. Um, not completely a jerk. Uh, he wanted to hang out with her, but she was like, you know, I, I, I can't. And she blows him off for that night. We cut back over to the buyer's house. And uh, Joyce confronts Lonnie about the um, only being there for the money, not even caring about Will. And Lonnie basically blames Joyce for everything that happened. You know, he comes out and he is kind of a jerk about how he wants to, quote-unquote, use it for Jonathan to go to college. And, um, you know, Joyce is like, you don't even know where Jonathan wants to go to college. You have no idea. You can go wherever he wants, yeah, but you don't know him. Um, And Lonnie was just kind of rude to her and pretty much an a-hole, so she kicks him out. Meanwhile, Jonathan is out with his gun practicing shooting. You know, he hangs out with Nancy. Nancy ends up showing up, and um, she's actually a better shot than he is, which was pretty funny. Um, Hopper is still just hanging out at his house. He seems pretty depressed. He, he ends up probably, it sounds like he called his ex-wife just to say hi. Um, we know that he lost his daughter. His daughter passed away. So we see him talking to his ex-wife, and, you know, he's like, She's like, have you been drinking? No, yes, I have. And you hear her in the background. There's a baby. Uh, he says, say hi to Bill for me. So Hopper obviously has a wife who has moved on and started a new life. And uh, Hopper has not done that. Well, if he has, he hasn't done a great job of it. Um, in a little ode to Stand By Me, the boys in Eleven are hanging out on a um, track, a railroad track, following along the uh, track following the compass to try to get to uh, wherever this gate is. You can tell that Eleven knows where they're headed. You can tell she's not into it. And Lucas seems to pick up on the fact that she is acting weirder, as he would say the weirdo is acting weirder. Which cuts to a flashback of uh, Eleven hanging out with Brenner, hanging out like they're buddies, and she's like, the bath? And he's like, yeah, the bath. And he has a photo of this this guy in his hand. And you figure Eleven's job is to find this guy just on a photo. So they put her in this big, giant deprivation tank, um, sensory deprivation tank. She is uh, like in a kind of a scuba suit, for lack of a better term. They put her in this tank by herself, and then they close it, like, without any light. So she is just in there by herself. Boom. There's a quick scene with Nancy and Jonathan. They're in the woods. They're out there, um, you know, starting their hunt, looking for Barb, looking for the monster, looking for something. They get in a little argument. Uh, Basically, Jonathan kind of shows his his contempt for Steve, and Nancy's like, you know, Steve's not a bad guy. What he did with the your um, camera yesterday. And I was like, that was only yesterday. Um, but Jonathan's like, yeah, you know, uh, he, he's really, he's not like that. Are you sure? And she's like, hey, you were in the wood, you were in the freaking woods taking pictures of me, you know? Well, you during what was pretty creepy too. So just a little argument. Um, could it be a future lover's quarrel? I don't know. But um At this point, it was just two people, one who probably likes one a little more than the other, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know, but he was just pissed off, upset, and I'm yawning at 10.15 at night. 
when um in movies and shows like this i've said it before i said it again when people discover things when a truth is unearthed when we know it but then a character finds out a big revelation i love that and um you know hopper finding the body was awesome um and also i just loved when hopper showed up at joyce's house she opens the door and he holds up a little sign and says don't say anything you know if they could bug his house they could bug her house we cut back over the boys uh they're in a junkyard and they realize that they've been doing circles they are not heading towards the gate they're heading back to where they were coming from and um the compasses were all screwed up and lucas figures out that 11 was the one who screwed up all the compasses now back over the buyer's house hopper went through every single light bulb looking for bugs finally he realizes or he assumes you know there probably aren't any bugs we're probably safe hopefully okay should be okay i mean i can't guarantee it but it should be okay what the hell is going on opera they bugged my place what they bugged my place they put a microphone in the light it's because i'm on to them and they know it i don't know Who? i thought they might be watching you too i don't know the cia the nsa department of energy i don't know you got to explain this to me cuz i am not i went to the morgue last night choice It wasn't him. Will's body was a fake. You were right. This whole time you were right. Oh, I loved it. I love that the just uh when on a ride as acting, the look on Joyce's face, the realization that she finally isn't crazy there is someone there to back her up there is someone who believes her and there's someone who knows she is right and more importantly her son is alive it isn't all in her head back over at the junkyard lucas is pissed at 11 and he's getting pissed at dustin and mike for basically dealing with this weirdo um he's finally like you know have we ever stopped to think that maybe she is the monster and Mike gets pissed off they fight they you know they're starting to beat each other up and 11 uses her powers goes a little too much with it and ends up tossing Luke Lucas throughout the air and knocks him out Mike's now pissed at 11 too and uh that's when there's a flashback to uh the tank one more time and we kind of see where 11 goes at least in her mind when she is using her powers to find someone or at least when she's in the sensory deprivation tank Американские власти вычислили нескольких наших шпионов на американской земле. Мы их проверяем, но, возможно, это была преднамеренная дезинформация, рассчитанная на то, чтобы отвлечь нас от более важных дел. Свяжись с Евгением, Сергеем и Анатолием. Выясни мне, кто выходил на связь. Если кто-то не вышел, доложи мне немедленно. Хотя нет, приведи меня Сергея прямо сейчас. Он был при исполнении, когда эти данные... 
Если это не дезинформация, хотя я в этом уверен, не хочу думать о последствиях. Веди, что ты ждешь? Поторопись. Мне нужно знать, откуда пошли эти слухи. So basically, she can use her powers to track anybody just by looking at a photo. Uh, and she can not only find where they are, she can not only uh, hear what they're saying, but she can take that and transmit it through the electrical speakers in the laboratory. Uh, and it seems like her powers are enhanced when she's in the, sep- the sensory deprivation tank. But it also seems like she goes someplace. She goes into some void um it's not the upside down it's not our dimension but it's some void somewhere in the middle and it seemed like that's where the monster originated or that's maybe where the monster figured out how it could get from the upside down to our earth it's definitely the first time that eleven uh confronts the monster Um, runs from it. Brenner has no idea what it is, but her running from it basically wakes her up back into the tank um, to get out. And at the same time, uh, back in current time, Lucas wakes up. Thank goodness he's okay. But he's pissed. He's done with them. And he just kind of walks off on his own. And Dustin and Mike, you know, they're, they're sad, but they're like, let him go, let him go, thinking he'll probably get over it. They turn around, and Eleven's gone. And that brings us to our final scene. Nancy and Jonathan are in the woods. It's dark. Um, at this point, I would be home under a blanket with the doors locked. But these two kids are out there in the woods, uh, and they start hearing this little sound. Sort of like, hmm, hmm. And... I, you know, I hate when I see animals in distress uh, in television or movies, anything. I hate it. Uh, so this pulls on my heartstrings. There's a deer that looks like, at first I thought it was attacked. They said it got hit by a car, um, but it was definitely kind of clinging on to life, not going to make it, but suffering. So they're like, you know, we can't just leave it this way. And Jonathan is about to shoot it and... <laughs> It just gets sucked away, and I didn't remember that at all. I jumped. Something took it. Now, at that point, I actually wrote that down. I would run. But no, they start start looking for whatever took the deer, and they're finding blood everywhere, and they're finding all this kind of stuff, and they end up splitting up. Nancy looks into this tree, and she's like, oh, what's this? It's all this weird slime, and it seems like I could climb into this. And again, again, I would be running home. But Nancy decides, I'm going to go into the tree. Why not? I'll go into this little tree because I'm crazy. She starts walk, She starts kind of going through this gooey, slimy thing, you know, and I guess she's like, I'm going to find Barb. This is where Barb is. Barb got lost. She's, she's obviously in this magic tree. 
and she comes out of the exact same tree. But she's on the other side. She's in the upside down. So she found another gate. There's another gate to the upside down. So she hears and she looks over and sees this monster. And the monster's eating the deer. So the monster came out of this gate, grabbed the deer, went back into his gate. Maybe he has more strength in there. I don't know. And he's eating the, mo- eating the deer, eating the deer. And she's like, uh, oh, um, you know, I should probably leave. You know, it's probably a good time to get out of here. Uh, so she steps backwards in the classic horror movie, steps on a big branch, makes a big noise. The monster is like, she freaks out. You know, she screams loud enough that Jonathan hears her on the other side. He's like, Nancy, Nancy. And he's looking around for her as the gate slowly closes. He doesn't even notice it. He walks right by the tree and the gate closes. And the episode ends. So my first thought is, there's another gate. And the gate closed. Now, in the buyer's house, when Joyce pulled down that wallpaper, she could kind of see Will through this film. Now, was that an almost gate? Like a gate that didn't quite quite, uh, fully get made? Because if you remember, that kind of closed up too. It just faded away and the wall came back. Same thing with this. So, um, yeah, that is a pretty awesome ending to a pretty great episode. What did we learn in this episode? Well, we learned um, about that the kids are from, are familiar now with this other dimension that's upside down, as confirmed by Mr. Clark and pretty much confirmed by Eleven. We learned that um, they figured out a way to find the gate, even though Eleven turned them away and doesn't want them to find it. We know why Eleven doesn't want them to find it. She doesn't want to go back to the lab, the lab where she had a little bedroom, the lab where they have her searching for Russian people in tanks. Uh, not not Russian people in tanks. She's in a, in a sensory deprivation tank. Uh, we learn that Hopper um, stumbled upon something that apparently they don't want to kill him because he's a cop. They don't want to uh, you know do anything, do any harm to him, but they want him to doubt himself. But he doesn't doubt himself because he found that bug. He found that body. And now he's telling Joyce. So now Joyce knows. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We figured out that Lonnie's a prick. We figured out that Nancy's a better shot than Jonathan. Um, And she has some balls, too, on her to be going in that tree. Uh, I mean, really, we figured out a lot. And now we don't know where Nancy is. We don't know where if Lucas is going to hang out with his buds anymore. We don't even know where Eleven is. Uh, We don't... And we still got to find Will. Maybe we got to find Barb. We got to find that gate. There's so much to do. And there's only three more episodes to do it. That's right. There's only six, seven, and eight. And we are all done with season one. And getting ready for season two. Or is it just going to be called Stranger Danger? Nope, that's this show. Is it just going to be called Stranger Things 2? Because I see, I like that it's being called Stranger Things 2, Stranger Things 2, not Stranger Things Season 2. And I read somewhere, they saying, oh no, this is a sequel. So it's almost like there's a eight or nine hour movie called Stranger Things. And this is Stranger Things 2, the sequel. Um, even that just has this nostalgia feel to it, that they're not calling it Season 2. They're, they're thinking, it, thinking of it as a bigger epic thing. I read today that um, 
you know, they, the plan was four seasons, but they could see beyond that now, you know, and that would be, uh, that would be great. Look, I'm going to be honest, just keep making it, keep making it forever. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love you. I love all of you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, whether you're subscribed over at Geek Mentality or you're subscribed to the Stranger Danger feed specifically. I thank you very much. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Google Play Music. You can find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. You can find the website on Twitter at Fans Not Experts. The website itself is fansnotexperts.com. We're on Facebook at Fans Not Experts as well. We're everywhere. You're awesome. Another Friday done in the book. I got to tell you, doing it this way where I just kind of talk and don't worry about every um and every edit is actually a lot better. And I was able to produce and edit this video, this podcast. Look, I screwed up. I don't care. I was able to edit it all on the fly, all at once. I just add a little music in at the end. Boom, boom, boom. Listen, uh, pretty cool, right? I added that later. And um, yeah, this is so much faster. Originally, this I'm going to tell you what my schedule has been for these other episodes. Wednesday night, I watched the show. First of all, I fell asleep on Wednesday night. So um, I didn't actually finish the show until I believe this morning. <laughs> um, so boom, Wednesday night, I watched the show. Thursday morning, I work from home. So before work, I record the show completely. I every I leave every um, I leave every pause, blah, 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 blah. Then I go back. Usually I try to do it Thursday night. That doesn't happen yet. So usually I do it Friday morning before work or Friday afternoon at lunch or Friday after work uh, where I edit everything and add all the audio in. And that takes forever. And I realize doing it this way is a lot more faster. A lot more faster isn't even proper English, but I'm not going to edit it because this is the new me, baby. At least for this week, Stranger Danger Season one, episode five is in the books. Come back next Friday for another episode of Stranger Danger where we cover another episode of Stranger Things. And until that time, beware the Demogorgon. Fans not experts.